Good morning, good afternoon, Richmond. It's 12 noon, and I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio, live and local here from 12 to 3 p.m. on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. Was out at the Squirrels game last night. The Bay Sox, Bowie Bay Sox, had like a major league lineup with Jackson Holiday at shortstop. It didn't matter. The Squirrels beat the living crap out of them. That was awesome. Blaine McCormick, who calls Squirrels games right here on 910 The Fan, will join us at 1230. Every single day here on NFL Hits, we're doing a season preview for one of the teams in the National Football League. Yesterday was the Houston Texans and the Chicago Bears. Well, there's 30 days until the NFL season opener, and today we break down the Arizona Cardinals on NFL Hits. Michael Phillips, longtime Commander's Beat reporter, now a free agent. He'll join us at 1 p.m. today. Looking forward to hearing from Michael Phillips once again. Love his coverage on the Commanders, and there is a lot going on with the Commanders today. As Ron Rivera said, quote, I put my foot in my mouth. Yeah, Zach, your boy Ron just walked back everything that he said yesterday. Did he really? Completely walked it back. You know why? What a because saga. it was a it's national such an story. Saga. It was the top story on ESPN. NFL Network did a whole breakdown about it. I'll give you my take in just a minute here. Uh, we'll do the Cowan Gates Hokies update, which comes every Wednesday at 1.30, and that's with play by play voice of the Virginia Tech Hokies for football, Bill Roth. And then we'll talk some ACC with Mike Barber, find out the future of the conference at 2.15. But here's how Ron Rivera messed up. We just got rid of an owner that was creating a distraction for 25-plus years. We just got rid of him. And now the head coach creates a new distraction. A national headline about his players being soft and not respecting the new Associate head coach and offensive coordinator, Eric Bieniemy. Only in Washington can the week of the first preseason game be derailed by a national story about football players complaining that practices are too hard. Football players complaining. Not the golf team. Not the tennis team complaining about tennis elbow. The football team. How does this happen? Because Ron Rivera literally put his foot in his mouth. How does he make this mistake? That's what's so frustrating. I ask you, phone lines are open, 833-804-0910. How does Ron Rivera make this mistake? He's been coaching for close to 20 years. How do you not realize that your comments to the media can go viral? That's such a shame. He's too experienced to make this mistake. And he certainly did owe Eric Bieniemy an apology. He owes the fan base an apology. Let's talk football. Let's talk on the field, not locker room drama. Not locker room drama. Rookies complaining that the offense coordinator is too tough on them in training camp when every day is designed for them to get better. Not locker room drama. Let's talk football on the field. I'm so over this story already. And so here's my take. All right. I believe the players were complaining. I believe it. That's why Ron Rivera told the media, because he wanted to be transparent. He's had several conversations. No, I do not believe it was any of the stars. You had the junkies this morning. You know, they were speculating, is it Curtis Samuel? Could it be Antonio Gibson? No, it's none of the names that we've heard about. I guarantee you, it's the rookies who will be cut in three weeks anyway. It is a total non-story. 
until Ron Rivera opened up his mouth and told the media about it. Ron Rivera, here's my metaphor. Ron Rivera is the Bunko Club book club mom who comes and opens up to all her friends about little Eric's anger issues. Yeah, little Eric got in trouble at school with his friends, and he punched one of them. And now we have to deal with Eric's temper. And Eric, little Eric, my little son, has a temper, and he's got anger issues, and we have to deal with it in-house. And now when little Eric came to school the next day, all of his friends and all of his teachers knew that he had a temper. Because little mommy snitched on him. Ron Rivera just snitched on his offensive coordinator. He aired the dirty laundry for the entire NFL. To the entire football public. What a dummy. What are you doing, Ron Rivera? How is that good for your organization? It is beyond frustrating. Rivera said, quote, I put my foot in my mouth with Eric Bieniemy comments. Another off-the-field story for the Washington Commanders. It's just typical freaking Washington sports. That's why I did the segment, Murphy's Law of Washington. When something can go wrong, something will go wrong for Washington sports. It's Murphy's Law of Washington. We hire a genius offensive mind who helped shape Kansas City into a two-time Super Bowl winning team. But players are too soft. They can't handle his style. When something will go wrong, it will go wrong. Really? You're going to complain that the guy that won two Super Bowls with the Chiefs is too hard on you? And that your offense that scored 19 points per game last year is just fine and doesn't need to be pushed? Get off the roster. We're not good enough to be complaining. You scored 19 points per game. You lost eight games. Kansas City hasn't done that in 10 years. I believe in the enemy. I believe in the enemy. Ron Rivera just can't control his locker room. That's as simple as that. Ron Rivera's the one who's too soft. Ron Rivera can't handle the heat. He's got to get out of the kitchen. He's always been too soft and too loyal. Scott Turner should have been fired three years ago. Instead, he held on to him and his mediocre offense for years. And the worst part about Rivera's quotes yesterday, the worst part about his quotes, it wasn't even that the players were complaining about the enemy. And it wasn't even the fact that basically he's saying, my NFL athletes, millionaires, are soft and are being wusses. That wasn't the worst part. The worst part was that he said that Eric Bieniemy doesn't have the experience to realize that you have to coach certain players differently. And then he said Jack Del Rio has that experience. Now you're throwing your offense coordinator completely under the bus. So first you threw your players under the bus, and then you ended it by saying... You're throwing your offensive coordinator under the bus. And then his final statement, his final statement was simply, yeah, it was a little concerning. Yeah, there was a little bit of a concern. I just don't understand why you think that's a good idea to explain that to the media. And though typical Ron Rivera fashion, he showed up bright and early this morning ready for his press conference with a statement that he read. Not just talking about his thoughts, not just opening up how he messed up, he had a prepared statement. That's what Ron Rivera is. That's a, I mean, that's not a football coach. A prepared statement? That's like a coordinator for a, a conference. Right? That, that's a project manager. That's not a head coach. That's why Ron Rivera should be in the front office. And truly, Eric Bieniemy should have already been hired as the head coach. That's what I'm hoping happens after this season. But why would Bieniemy want to stick around here? 
If he is successful this season, if the offense is good, he's going to be getting head coaching jobs all over the league. And so part of the reason why Ron Rivera opened his mouth, I think he's being overshadowed by the enemy. I think he realizes the defense is already supposed to be good. Jack Del Rio is going to get that credit. I mean, they drafted defensive linemen in the first round year after year after year. The defense is going to be solid. If the offense is anywhere near decent, anywhere above average, Rivera's not going to get any credit. It will be Eric Bieniemy's credit. It will be Coach EB getting all the credit. And that's why Ron Rivera's trying to sabotage him before even the first preseason game. You can tweet me throughout the show, at AWOD Radio. It's A-W-A-D-D-R-A-D-I-O. I got a tweet from Marky Mark. He said, it's time to fire Ron Rivera now, not in two months. I would have fired him yesterday. He just completely threw your offense coordinator under the bus for no reason at all. Phone lines are open if you want to chime in. 833-804-0910. 833-804-0910. Is it time to fire Riverboat Ron? You're listening to AWOD on the fan. You listen to AY Radio. Hail to the commanders. This is the Kemi Mutombo. You listen to AY Radios. I'm going to block all your shots. Welcome back. What up, what up, what up? It's AWOD here on the new sports radio 910 The Fan. Now at 105.1 FM, always available on the Odyssey app. Download it today for free. And if you miss any of the show, you can check out the podcast by searching AWOD Radio on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you stream your podcast at. We'll talk some NFL with Mark Schofield coming up at 2 p.m. Bill Roth will join us at 1.30 as he does every Wednesday for the Cowan Gates Hokies Update here on The Fan. But joining us right now for a very special edition of the Richmond Commander. It's time for the Richmond Commander. Are you ready for some- The phones are open. It's your chance to be the quarterback of this segment. There's something I like to say. Every day at 1 p.m. on AWOD Radio, the Richmond Commander. 833-804-0910. If you want to be the quarterback of this segment, you can ask me a question or you can ask our special guest. Joining us right now on the Hadid Mercer Rug Cleaning Hotline is Michael Phillips. Michael, how are you? Adam, it's great to be here. I You, you posted out on Twitter that I was going to be on this segment. Two people immediately texted me and said, hey, are you making like a big announcement? <laughs> and um, here is my big announcement. Uh, no, I'm still unemployed. <laughs> um, they... They pay me not to work, Adam. It's uh, I feel like a college football coach. Um, it's, it, um, uh, no, it, it's good to be back on with you, though. Yeah. Hey, they pay me not to work whenever the Nats or Squirrels have a day game. <laughs> <laughs> we love the day game. Yeah, we do. Um, so preseason begins this Friday. What are your expectations? Game one against the Browns. I, I don't think much is going to happen because I, I think this, I'm really excited for these practices up in Baltimore, uh, you know, with the Ravens at their facility. Um, and I think Ron Rivera and Eric Bieniemy are too. I, I think all the eggs are in that basket as far as evaluating, as far as setting roster decisions, seeing where Sam Howell is at, seeing where the offense is at in terms of learning the playbook. Uh, I'm not, I wouldn't be surprised to see maybe a series and out for the first team in, in Cleveland. I, I just think they're really gearing up for these Baltimore practices, and, and that's where the action's really going to be. 
where do you think the excitement level is at here in Richmond? With a lot of people I know have you know driven from Richmond to Ashburn for training camp, the excitement with the new ownership group, including Josh Harris. You know, excitement level one through ten. Where do you think it's at here locally? It's certainly relative. To, so my first year on the beat was 2012, and uh, obviously the season after RG3's playoff appearance, where you know he, he was coming back from the ACL, all in for week one. I think people were juiced about that. I, I declare this to be a little bigger, though, because even at the time there were still all those kind of rumblings of dysfunction and, and Dan Snyder still owned the team. I mean, it's, it's tough because you, you kind of almost have to separate. Like, I think people are really excited to be able to cheer for the team again and to be able to support the team again and everything that comes with that. You, you absolutely see the fan base just grew instantly and immediately and became huge. Um, but you do have to separate that. I don't know that anybody's excited that this year's team is going to make the Super Bowl. Like mm-hmm. I, I, I'm not sure that's the excitement, but, but there's a very palpable excitement. Michael Phillips with us here on the Hadid Mercer Rug Cleaning Hotline. Michael, you know I'm a diehard fan. I'm emotional about this team. I, I need you to talk me off the ledge defensively when it comes to Jack Del Rio. I, I heard all the reports that was that Benzman St. Juice excelled on the outside and he was going to take the entire offseason to study being an outside corner. And then we've heard reports that come training camp, he's now moved back to the inside. And Kendall Fuller, who I don't think should make the roster, is on the outside. <laughs> well, I, I followed you there for a while. You lost me at the end because I think Kendall Fuller's the perfect guy to play the slot. I, I, I like that, that three-man arrangement there where you get Forbes, you get St. Juicy, and then you move Fuller inside. I understand why that doesn't sit well to the, to the highest-paid guy in the secondary and, and a guy you know who's, tr- who's tried to make his bones playing outside recently. I think that's your ideal setup. Now, I'm, I'm hopeful this is just one of those crazy training camp things so he can do it if he needs to, but they're actually going to move him out when the season starts. Um, and, and, you know, there, there's always going to be injuries there, so you're always going to have pieces moving around. But I, I am – fully in agreement with you St. Juice is absolutely best on the outside and they need him out there and, and he was really good at it so what do you think is going on in Jack Del Rio's mind is it simply like you said oh Kendall Fuller's making a lot so he has to be on the outside what's going on in Jack Del Rio's mind is, is a loaded question at all times <laughs> <laughs> if, we, if we take a crack at it on this particular one I I hope it's one of these Ron Rivera position flex things where everybody's just learning to do everything and maybe he's holding some cards before the start of the season because, man, I I do agree with you. If game one, Benjamin St. Juice is lined up inside instead of outside, I think you're misplaying what is a really good secondary. Uh, Speaking of the secondary, we've heard a lot of hype about Cam Curl. I mean, just how good is he? Could he be a top 10 safety this season? I'm, you know... I want this contract to get done. I, mm. I think that's, you know, they, a lot of guys kind of have that, like, at start of training camp, we don't sign a contract, that kind of thing. I, I hope that because of the ownership switch, the door is cracked back open. The cheapest time to pay an NFL player, Adam, is yesterday. And the next cheapest time is today. Prices don't go down. They go up. That is how the salary cap world works. That is how every season the salary cap goes up. Everybody wants high, high performers. Now, look, there's always the chance that he doesn't have a good year. He regresses, something like that. But I'm with you. I, I think we have enough on-field evidence and performance to know this guy is good. This guy is going to be good for a long time. Let's not play games here. The longer you wait, the more this costs. Terry McLaurin, they waited until July to get it done. 
the receiving market probably lifted him by $10 million during that time overall on the deal. It's going to be the same here. The longer you wait, the more you pay in the end. Longtime Commanders reporter Michael Phillips here with us on AWOD Radio, joining us on the Hadid Mercer Rug Cleaning Hotline. All eyes offensively will be on Sam Howell, but I'm wondering what your expectations are for the rushing attack this season. You know, I one of the things from, from when I was out there, and I'm not out there uh, on the day-to-day now, but I was out there for minicamp and uh, OTAs, I, I was trying to figure out the dynamic between Brian Robinson and Eric Bieniemy because Bieniemy was riding him really hard. And what I couldn't figure out was, is that because he dislikes him or is that because he likes him? Um, and, and, you know, we'll wait and see what the carry numbers look like in the first couple of weeks. I, I, I really genuinely don't have an answer to that question. It's either, boy, this guy's frustrated with what he's getting out of the guy who should be a star running back He's getting after him. He's trying trying to get him into shape. Or he really, really likes this kid. He's a former running back himself. He sees potential greatness here. He's trying to coach him hard into that. Um, I think it could be either. So how, how's that for a great answer? You know, I'd, I'd, I'll leave the business, but I'm still giving a good wishy-washy answer every now and then. Um, I, look, I Antonio Gibson gives you 1,000 yards. You know, that, that's that's been very steady performance from him. I think he's good for that, too. I think this thing, the rushing attack, sinks or swims, off of that offensive line because I, I got still got big big question marks there. Um, Brian Robbins is good. He, he's strong. He's tough. But you can only take that so far if the offensive line isn't delivering. For you. Yeah, as do I. Big questions about the offensive line and hopefully the enemy is just riding Robinson Jr. hard because he sees the potential of an Alabama running back to be a thousand yard rusher this season in the league. And so you mentioned the enemy being tough on the guys. Uh, how does that relate to yesterday's Ron Rivera's comments about the players complaining about the enemy style? You know, one one of the staples of, of football media is former player complains that players these days are soft, right? Yeah. Like that. I, I mean, that's just, that is a classic genre of football media. Um, boy, if we didn't serve them up some red meat yesterday, just you turn it on anywhere. You turn it on, you know, Brian Mitchell, obviously locally, um, you know, you see the guys, Booker McFarlane on ESPN, all those former players. Oh, you think you got it rough, man. Let me tell you about back in the day. Um, I, you know, it's, it's kind of funny how, how cliche it's almost become, but, I don't. I don't want this to turn into the NBA, where, where the players get to hire and fire coaches. I. I don't think anybody likes that aspect of the NBA. Personally, may, maybe I'm wrong. I'm, I'm not a huge NBA guy. I, I think people like the team spirit of football, the team approach of football, and I think the coach is a huge part of that, a huge character in that. And I certainly wouldn't want to tell Eric Bieniemy, guy who has won multiple Super Bowls, and coached Patrick Mahomes hey, why don't you adjust your style because the players don't like it? Like, you hired the dude for a reason. Let him do his thing. Michael, I I mentioned this on my show on Saturday in Washington, D.C. There's so much excitement level for this team, and I'm expecting week one to be close to a a sellout at FedEx Field. At least uh, I'm I'm expecting a a ton of Commanders fans there. But will people pay for preseason? Do you expect that Ravens game to be filled with Burgundy and Gold? Well, they, they caught a bad draw in the Ravens game because it's the Monday nighter and, and people hate driving out to Landover on weeknights like that. That's a bad setup to begin with. And then I, I don't know where they stand on the Metro issue, but you got Metro issues there, you know, off those late games. Uh, I, I don't know if they extend it for preseason games. So I, 
I, I think they got a tough draw on that one. And then correct me if I'm wrong. The other one's a Saturday afternoon, right? Like a three o'clock. Uh, it's it's it, they're both in the span of five days. So yeah, it's probably Monday Saturday. Yeah, but but I think it's a three o'clock. Or you're really at the mercy of the weather there. Like I'm 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 carrying some water for these guys here. I'm, I'm making all their excuses for them. But but I it, look Monday nights are hard to get people to land over a hot summer day third preseason game. You know you're not going to see the starters. Uh, I don't think that's going to be a big draw. I don't think the preseason games will be a big draw. But I I don't think it's necessarily indicative of anything. Michael, always appreciate you taking the time to join the show and hopefully going to be talking to you a lot this season. Yeah, I hope so too. We'll, uh, we'll keep you posted and uh, see what's going on out there still on Twitter. Michael P RTD. Yeah, I don't believe in temporary names. Uh, you know, we're, we're going to jump <laughs> from one name to the next name. We don't need an in-between name unless it's a really good one, you know, Washington football team in that market, but good chatting with you. We'll, uh, we'll talk down the line. Yeah. Maybe you just need to change uh, what the RTD stands for. You know, Richmond oh. top dog. How about that? <laughs> Richmond top dog. Signing off. Love it. <laughs> That's Michael P. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio on the fan. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio. Zach, it's so cool to say that football is back. 24 days away from Virginia Tech. 30 days away from the NFL. High school football in two weeks. Gary Hess. We'll join us next week with Coach Gary Criswell to do a full season preview. Three state champions here in Richmond. Going going for four this season. I just need the autumn air smell. <laughs> that's that, all I, that's official. We talked is, about that yesterday. What is that smell? Is that like a pumpkin smell? What is it? <laughs> it's leaves, I think. <laughs> it's it's leaves. leaves and crisp air. Yeah. <laughs> it's just beautiful. It, it is. I need it. Yeah. Uh, so we've got a lot still to come on the show today. Final two, uh, final hour of the show, the 2 p.m. hour, is packed. We've got Mark Schofield, talks some NFL, Mike Barber, future of the ACC. Uh, we're going to be joined in studio by Randy from South Park Carpet and Flooring. We're so happy uh, to announce them as the sponsor of the inaugural football festival, AWOD's Football Fest, coming to River City Roll August 19th. Thanks to Randy from South Park Carpet and Flooring for being the sponsor of our first ever event with myself, AWOD, here at 910 The Fan. Hopefully that event now in the future is like, oh, football's here. It's AWOD down at River City oh, Hall yeah. again with Uh-oh. South Park. Yeah. It's and time I, to get it on. I have a special bit planned for for the football season previews show oh, on that I'm hoping to preview for you tomorrow. I ordered something. It's in the mail. If it comes tomorrow, we'll do it on air, and I think it's going to be pretty cool. Really? To signal Are you be the kickoff of the people? season preview. I might not be throwing. I might be kicking. <laughs> 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 to kick off football season here in Richmond. Uh, but I wanted to do a little dude food right now here on The Fan where we dude. talk about. Yeah, there we go. We're not responsible for the content of this program or anything we say when we're really hungry. Where's my food? Dude, where's my food? food? The most delicious food you've ever tasted. Yes! How can he piss off a flip-flop? He <laughs> loves food. Dude! Food! So, um, Applebee's has announced the return of their all-you-can-eat boneless wings with a choice of six sauces for a limited time. Um, so, it brings me to the question... How many boneless wings do you think you could eat in one sitting? Do you mean chicken nuggets? 
Uh, I mean, boneless wings. There's a there's a difference in my mind. Okay, we play the in and out game a lot. Okay, I get I get the sense here. It's been a couple weeks since I've been on the board. Yeah, but you're either in and out on stuff. Out. I'm out on boneless chicken wings. You're out on boneless chicken yes, wings. I think they look gross. Have you had them at like Wood Iron or Glory Days? I don't any... bother. I never bothered from the start. So you're basically if you don't have a bone in there, you can tell them to go f off. That's right. Wow. You got a bone to pick go with boneless rocks. wings. Go kick rocks. See, I disagree there just because I grew up eating chicken tenders. I was bone wing boned in always greater than boneless. Okay. But I don't consider a good boneless wing the same as a chicken nugget. Not if it's if it's made from like a chicken thigh or a breast. There's some places that do it right. Then there's fast food places that do it wrong. I've yet to see one come to the table and be like, oh. I wish really? I, yeah. I'm always just like, oh, that's gross. Wow. Yeah. So I think that I could do 35 boneless wings in one <laughs> sitting. I think I could do 35. They come at... at, at uh, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't realize it was that funny. <laughs> the image of me eating 35 boneless wings. <laughs> but they come in uh, orders of 10 or 20 at wood iron. And I've done the 20 before and finished it and said... I could do more. Oh, my God. <laughs> Wood iron, good wings, though. Oh, my gosh, yes. What is it? Sesame? Garlic sesame? They have, sesame they've, garlic? Oh, they've got all the different flavors. they got buffalo. Mm. But they do like a honey grilled or something that's like it's not just a regular fried wing. They fry it, and then they put it in like the oven also. Makes it even better. Uh, but really, the big story that I wanted to get to on Dude Food was the conversation I was having last night with my buddies after the Squirrels game, right? So we went to the Flying Squirrels game. Got hammered, had a few Rocking beers, the had the burger, watched the squirrels win 10 to 2. And then we were like, you know what? We could we could get some more food. All right. But of course. So that burger hit at the diamond. The, it did. But it was just a tease, right? I wanted some. Don't I, tell me you went out for tacos. No, of course. Of course not. I'm anti-tacos now. All right. They're just not filling enough. That's my take. Um, but we were talking about going out to eat and there were no late night spots around us. So somehow the conversation turned to how much would you pay right now? For a great steak. For like an unbelievable steak. How much would you this be willing like to pay? It was like 10 o'clock. It was like 10.30 at night. And the boys were sipping a <laughs> and beer. Were ready. And we were talking about, you know. You guys were game for a steak yeah, at 10.30 we, last we night. Because so, it was like, that's what you, we you wanted. went to the Hardywood line yeah. a few too many times. Yeah, we did. tropication going. So how much would you pay for a good steak? Well, I was just at Chef's Kitchen. I told you in Midlothian. Yeah. We were underdressed, me and my kids. Uh-huh. I, I paid 50 bucks for that filet mignon. Wow. Worth and every penny. Worth every penny. Yes. Oh wow. So I don't mind doing that. I work hard. You know what? Let's. Get, I want to give a bag, big shout out to the big boss Bennett. Yeah. He took both of us out to dinner different times, right? Yeah. We're we going to Buckheads, right? Buckheads Chop House. That steak. Shout outs to Woo. Woo. Oh my God. That steak is so good. Oh yeah. So good because when I when I moved down here and they offered me the job, they took me to uh, Bookbinders, right? That's another one of Bees' favorite. Songs. I think Buckheads better steak. Really? Yes. It's yes. been a minute since I've been to Bookbinders. I've Very been dreaming big. about that steak since we went like Ambience, two months ago. Ambience, advantage Bookbinders. Yeah, 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 for sure. Steak, I don't know. I can't make that call right now, but both are amazing. So you paid $50 for a steak just the other night. Yeah. Is there a limit? Like, if it was 75 would you have said no? Well, yeah, there's a limit. I'm okay. in radio. For right, God's so what is, your, what is your number? That if, if I asked you, how much you pay right now for a great steak? Is she a 10? <laughs> I mean, I mean, we're talking medium rare, pink in the middle, yeah. char grilled on the outside, some chimichurri sauce. It's juicy. 
It's thick. It's got a little bit of fat. Maybe they suggest a wine pairing, that kind of thing. Oh, yeah. You know what? I get sized when they suggest a wine pairing. Uh, Yeah. Because I'm such an amateur, I would have ordered a Jack and Coke. (laughs) You know, but you have a wine pairing. Gotta get their their cab, their suggested cab or something. I don't know. I mean, a hundred bucks. I'm not a baller. Oh, a hundred bucks. That's a lot. Yeah. I'm going to put the number at 65 for me. Okay. 65. Um,. But yeah, I mean it's it's an interesting question. We can open up the phone lines. How much would you pay for a great steak? Eight three three eight zero four zero nine ten. It's the question of the day here on Dude Food. Uh, we mentioned it earlier that Wendy's will release a couple of pumpkin flavored uh, treats. I was wrong. It's not going to be pumpkin flavored nuggets. It's You're just, just imagining pumpkins <laughs> I know. everywhere. I don't know why I was thinking that. It's going to be a pumpkin spice frosty and a pumpkin spice cold brew. Uh, it's coming out September twelfth. <laughs> and you're out. This show, you know what? That is the theme of this show. We're either all in yeah. or we're all no the way out. There's no in between. Yeah. And Ron Rivera, I'm out. I'm out on the head coach of the Commanders for throwing his offensive players under the bus before the first preseason game, calling them soft. You know what, Ron? You're soft serve ice cream. Oh. You're the softie. Mom. Mom Rivera. Mom Rivera. Yeah, that's what we're going to call him from now. Hey, can you play that clip of Mom Rivera at the podium? That breaks my heart. <laughs> Poor Mom. Uh, I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio. Don't go anywhere. Don't change that dial. Final hour of the show coming up next. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio. Here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. Hey, Zach, did you hear the story yesterday about Rick Patino? Oh, no. Rick Patino. It's said, not creepy, is it? No, no, okay. no, no. But it's, it's amid all of the uh, conference realignment stuff. Mm-hmm. He said, quote, The Big East is in great shape and massive college realignment because basketball is still king. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, Rick. Let's find out what our guest thinks about that. Joining us right now on the Hadid Mercer Rug Cleaning Hotline, covering the ACC for the Richmond Times-Dispatch, it's Mike Barber. What's going on, Mike? Is basketball still king? I mean, it certainly makes life easier if you're not part of the football uh, situation. It certainly makes life uh, less profitable. <laughs> so I don't, I don't know how you're defining king there. I guess uh, if you're the king of a small fiefdom where uh, nobody really has to pay their taxes and there's no money, sure, if, if you like that. But uh, in terms of who rules the roost, who drives the bus, Maybe maybe he just wants a different analogy. Uh, you know, football controls what's happening in college athletics. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, locally here, there's a ton of VCU fans, but there are a lot more Virginia Tech and UVA fans if they start winning some games on Thursday and Saturdays. Uh, Mike, what is the latest you're hearing for the future of the ACC? Yeah, well, at this exact moment, don't uh, – don't save this clip because it may be out of date <laughs> in an hour. But, you know, right now they are exploring the possibility of not just Cal and Stanford, two of the schools that kind of got left out as the Pac-12 imploded, but also SMU. And, and I think that's important because, to me, three uh, teams out a little bit further west makes a lot more sense for a pairing um, than it would just two. Um, they're exploring. Is it worth it? you got to remember when you talk about expansion – you're not just bringing in teams and adding TV markets and adding revenue. That's all great. But then you've got to split the pie up two more ways or three more ways. So right now the ACC is looking at financially, does this help us? 
Uh, again, there's certainly areas where it does. And having a West Coast presence uh, as a television partner is big. To have that inventory for football and basketball, both uh, is big. I think you can sell it to the presidents, particularly with Cal and Stanford, because of the academic prestige of those universities. Uh, but overall, does it make sense to send your field hockey team to the West Coast to play regular <laughs> season games? It doesn't to me. It's, it's just stupid to me. Uh, but they'll do the math and, and they'll crunch the numbers and decide what's most important. Well, that's the next question is what is the future of college sports? I would like to see football break away. And so, Mike, I want to get your take on this. My thought is that by 2030, you could have the American Football Conference and the National Football Conference, the rebranded SEC and the rebranded Big Ten, both with 24 teams, and that's it. It's semi-professional football, and the mid-majors do what they can, but really it's going to be the rebranded SEC, the rebranded Big Ten with 24-plus schools. Yeah, I mean, I think in some ways that makes a lot of sense, Adam, right? Like, I always wonder if the future of this thing isn't you pull football out, you go back to regional conferences for all the other sports, uh, and in football you end up with an East and a West, you know, like like the NBA, right? And you have all the teams on the East Coast who kind of compete with each other and all the teams on the West Coast, and and then you play, I don't know, an eight-team playoff on the East Coast and an eight-team playoff on the West Coast. And then you let those winners of those playoffs play for the the national title. And is it perfect? And and does it give everybody a fair shot? No. Are things perfect now? Does everybody get a fair shot? No. Uh, I just think the fact that we are putting all the other sports and all these travel budgets and all these athletes through the ringer to chase these TV contracts for football, it, it just doesn't feel sustainable. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree with that. It's Mike Barber with us here on the Hadid Mercer Rug Cleaning Hotline. Uh, let's get to the action on the field for the ACC. You know, we talked at ACC kickoff in Charlotte, North Carolina, and we spoke a little bit about North Carolina and their quarterback. Can Drake May actually be a Heisman winner, or is the hype too much in the preseason? Well, you know, it's funny because if you go back and look at some of the past Heisman winners, there's two different camps, right? They're the guys who were hyped going in and played well enough that they never kind of gave up that spot. Uh, and then they're the guys who, who come a little bit more out of left field and, you know, which position is better. I, I don't know. I think it's hard because when you're the guy who's hyped, you have the advantage that people are, you're almost not playing with house money, but they're just waiting for you to have a signature game and they don't want you to have a letdown game. Uh, the problem is, are you going to be scrutinized at a higher level from day one? Because if Drake may is my guy for the, for the Heisman, um, I'm watching. I'm watching him through that lens, and uh, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be a lot of fun. I think he's going to be great this year. Uh, I think the NCA screwing at UNC over uh, with Tez Walker's you know waiver. Yeah, I saw them. that. Yeah, I mean that that's just ridiculous. It's just an example of the NCA just <laughs> defaulting to doing the wrong thing, right? Uh, no, nobody would have batted an eye if they said, "Hey, the rule changed two days later. We're going to grandfather this kid in so he can play." He's got a legitimate case with, with his grandmother having never seen him played and, and being ill and, and being closer there to Chapel Hill. Uh, no one would have criticized the NCA for doing the right thing, and yet for some reason they go out of their way to, to do the wrong thing. That's not what you asked me. I think Carolina's going to be in a really good spot, and I think Drake May's got a chance uh, with the talent around him to have a big year. Yeah, hopefully they can get some stops defensively. That's going to be the biggest task. Mike Barber with us here on the Adid Mercer Rug Cleaning 
Hotline, ACC writer for the Richmond Times-Dispatch. Read his work online, richmond.com, and follow him on social media, RTD underscore Mike Barber. Mike, if, if we speak in six months from now, you know, what would a successful season look like for UVA? I mean, I, I, I know we've talked about this. We talked about this a little in Charlotte. I don't have high hopes for this team. Um, if they won four or five games uh, and showed progress offensively, I think that would be a very successful, a very successful step forward uh, for Tony Elliott. Um, I don't know that that's possible. They may be more in the three stretching for four win category. Um, but if they're able to establish the run game, to play good defense, to limit their turnovers, um, to really show the identity that Tony Elliott wants of being run first, play action passing, um, and be competitive, right? You don't want to see them getting blown out. Uh, if they can do that and, and come away with four or five wins, I think people have to feel like things are trending in the right direction. Mike, we always uh, talk about trying to play pickleball together. Are you coming to Richmond anytime soon? Let's make it happen. I need to work on that. I, I saw my friend John Laser just put up the schedule for – uh, you know, their, their tournaments and, and some of the charities and the company he works with. And, um, yeah, we'll have to find a time to get out to Ponzi Tract or, or you're welcome to come on down to Charlottesville. We've had some good <laughs> weather, although it's been hot, and, and play here. I'd love that. And, Mike, I do want to invite you to Richmond's first ever, the inaugural football festival that's going down at River City Roll on August 19th. It's going to be an awesome event. We're going to have a football season preview show, a couple live bands. And if you show up, the beers are on me. <laughs> I'm, I'm writing it down on my desk calendar blotter right now, and I'm putting in, in red ink, free beers. Free beers, yes. <laughs> free beers, and also, I'm buying you pizza, because the pizza's banging at River City Roll, Mike. <laughs> that sounds great to me. You know how to get my attention. There we go. Football Fest coming to River City Roll August 19th. Mike, thanks so much for the time, man. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. You're listening to AWOD Radio on The Fan. Don't go anywhere. Don't change that dial. We'll be right back.